You might be old enough to remember a popular song from the 1960s by Martha Reeves and the Vandellas. It was called Nowhere to Run, and the chorus was Martha belting out how she had nowhere to run, baby, nowhere to hide. And she was singing about uh, nowhere to run, nowhere to hide from a man who treated her badly, but she still loved him. In another sense, that chorus seems to echo life. All of us want some sense of normalcy. All of us want to feel that we are in control. And sometimes, people do some pretty irrational things to try to get the upper hand again, or at least think they're getting the upper hand. But what can we do, biblically, in times of uncertainty? Is there really nowhere to run, nowhere to hide? We'll talk about it on today's Thy Kingdom Comma. Welcome to Thy Kingdom Comma. Thy Kingdom Comma is a Christian living blog and podcast dedicated to engaging conversations about applying God's Word to everyday life. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and it's my hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. Hey everybody, I just wanted to go ahead and remind you about April 25th, 2020. If you're in the Greenville, South Carolina area or within commuting distance of the Greenville, South Carolina area, I hope you will join me and a whole bunch of other believers who are attending the Christianity Explored Annual Conference. It's the 2020 Annual Conference, and it's going to be at Heritage Bible Church in Greer, South Carolina. It's going to be featuring Rico Tice. He's the Minister of Evangelism at All Souls Church in Langham Place in London, and it's also going to be featuring Randy Newman, who is the Senior Fellow for Evangelism and Apologetics at the C.S. Lewis Institute. You can find out more information by going to heritagebiblechurch.org forward slash Christianity dash explored. I hope to see you there on April 25th. Hello again, everyone. I'm Anthony, your host. It's great to be with you again. Today we're talking about where do we find hope in times of uncertainty? Now, I'm going to tell you up front, in this segment, we're going to talk about a little dose of reality. Okay, We're going to get to the ugly truth of a few things, but promise me, you'll stick around for segment two. I promise you, there is hope. But don't jump there yet. Let's get a few unpleasant realities out of the way first. Let's, let's eat our vegetables so we can have dessert. The first thing... I want to talk about is the fact that the good old days of the past weren't exactly like we remember them. Don't fool yourself in thinking the quote-unquote good old days were any better. In Ecclesiastes 7.10, it says, Do not say, Why is it that the former days were better than these? For it is not from wisdom that you ask about this. Let me ask you, exactly what days in your life were quote-unquote better than these? I had a great childhood. I rode my bicycle with my friends. I ate way too much junk food. And I had some great Star Wars toys at Christmas times and birthdays. But you know what? I grew up during the Cold War. I remember hearing about nuclear warheads, nuclear stockpiling, the Soviet Union, the KGB, East Germany, families separated at the Berlin Wall, and people risking their lives to cross into West Germany, and on and on. As I grew older, there was AIDS, recessions, all kinds of world events, and terrorism, and riots in the news, and genocides, and wars. Yes, pretty much all of that was far away, but closer to home, 
I grew to have bills to pay and severed relationships and different trials and struggles. Often we look back and gloss over the day-to-day or the really bad stuff, and still we call them the good old days. God's Word cautions us to keep a proper perspective about the past. The second thing we have to realize, besides just the fact that the good old days of the past weren't exactly like we remember them, is that the present has always been uncertain. Humanly speaking, the only time of certainty that ever existed was eternity past and however long Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden before the fall. Because after that, the world and everything in it was plunged into chaos. None of us knows how long we will live. Even driving down the street to the store, we're not guaranteed a return trip. I remember many times over my career when my employer at the time was going through layoffs or mergers or there were long periods of uncertainty about the future. And I'm sure you have your own stories like that you can share. Remember when Pharaoh asked Jacob how old he was? Do you remember Jacob's reply? In Genesis 47.9, Moses records it for us. And Jacob said unto Pharaoh, The days of the years of my pilgrimage are an hundred and thirty years. Few and evil have the days of the years of my life been. Wow. Few and evil have the days of the years of my life been. That was Jacob's assessment of his life. So those are two hard realities we have to face. The good old days of the past weren't exactly like we remember them, and our present has always been uncertain. Let's get back to the people we talked about at the beginning, in our introduction. Those who say, who try to stay in control of life and, and do what they can to, to stay in control. Listen to this statement. Quote, However resolutely or defiantly we undertake to accomplish our own objects or our own objectives and cut our own way through to a definite self-appointed future, it will never be true for one moment that we are certain of this future and will almost always be true that we are met by changes and conditions unexpected. This, in fact, is one of the common mitigations even of a selfish and self-directed life, that its events come up out of the unknown and overtake the subject as discoveries he could not shun or anticipate. Powerful statement, isn't it? That's Horace Bushnell from his sermon, Every Man's Life, A Plan for God, which I can link to in the show notes. The point being of all this is life is uncertain and entirely out of our control. Now, I know you're thinking, this guy promised me hope. This is not hope, dude. I understand, dear friend. I do love you, and I do have hope to share. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about where true hope is in these uncertain days. But first, I do want to tell you, I had the chance to go to Los Angeles recently. I met some great people at a pastor's conference. I met a great guy and a podcast listener named Kramer on the plane on the way over there. So when I found out he listened to podcasts, I told him about this one, and I promised him a shout-out on the show. So Kramer, I hope you're listening. Just wanted to say hello, buddy. I met Frank. Frank delivers food. He's a food delivery driver around the Sun Valley and Vinoy's area. And I also uh, got to meet up with Andrew Rappaport. Andrew 
is a podcaster also, and he's the host of, well, here, let me let him tell you. So I'm here at the Shepherd Conference, and who do I run into but Andrew Rappaport. So let me go ahead and introduce you, and Andrew, you can tell us about your podcast. Which one? I got it, like five. Yes. <laughs> so I'm the host of Andrew Rappaport's Rap Report and The Daily, which is a two-minute Monday through Friday. The longer one is, is weekly, and that's an hour long. I also am the host of Apologetics Live. We do that live Thursday nights, 8 to 10 Eastern Time. Then you can go to ApologeticsLive.com to join Ask any challenging questions or just challenge me instead. Uh, any topic is open, so that's always fun. I'm also the host of The Theological Throwdown, where all the podcasters from the Christian Podcast Community get together. We discuss our differences in theology, but we do it with love and charity. We kind of think that's biblical, but yeah, social media Christians, yeah, maybe not so much, but we kind of think it's good. And then I'm also the host of So You Want to Be a Podcaster, a podcast for podcasters like yourself. Yeah, that is true. In fact, I learned a great deal listening to that whole series. That was really good. And I enjoyed the last Theology Throwdown. That was the first one I listened to, uh, the one on, uh, well, that one was on divorce and remarriage. That was yes. really good. And uh, yeah, so, and now that I'm part of the Christian podcast community, I get to be on one of those. Yeah. So, so that's exciting. Are there enough books here for you? There are, there is enough books for me. I just, the problem is I don't have enough bookshelves at home. So how about money to pay for them all? Cause this is like, this is like a pastor's eye candy. Oh, it definitely <laughs> is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't have the money for it either, but then again, I can get behind on a couple of mortgage payments. I can make that up eventually. I'm not worried about that. So anyway, oh, and the other cool thing is Andrew and I are both originally from New Jersey. So that's, so we have that in common. So we understand sarcasm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. in, in fact, it's our spiritual gift. That's right. <laughs> I have a black belt in sarcasm. I can knock you out with a single word. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, go ahead and listen to Andrew on, on one of his many, many podcasts. And then uh, when you find some free time, listen, keep listening to mine. All right. So we're back and we're talking about where do we find hope in times of uncertainty. And we already talked about the two hard realities that the good old days of the past weren't exactly like we remember them. Our present has always been uncertain. In fact, all of life is really one big uncertainty, humanly speaking. So where can we find hope? Well, we find hope primarily in the Word of God. Listen, for example, to Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, a holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And by the way, that in verse 10 there, be still and know that I am God. That doesn't mean uh, in a meditative, 
sense like we see sometimes posted on social media. Um, it means be still, stop, be silent before me, be in awe of, of the power of the Lord is really what it's trying to, to say there. Even this morning as I was doing my own Bible reading, I got to read the end of Psalm 59, and it says in verses 16 and 17, But I will sing of your strength. I will sing aloud of your steadfast love in the morning. For you have been to me a fortress and a refuge in the day of my distress. O my strength, I will sing praises to you. For you, O God, are my fortress, the God who shows me steadfast love. Where do we find hope? We find it in the Word of God. In fact, Psalm 46, verse 1, is the verse that inspired Martin Luther to write, A mighty fortress is our God. If you are a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, the Lord is your hope. He is our shield, our rock, our refuge. We are sheltered, metaphorically, under His wings. He is with us. He is our Father, our God, our strength, our banner. Jesus is our Good Shepherd. He is sovereign over the stars, the nations, the hearts of kings, the winds, the waves, every molecule and particle in creation. The Lord of time and seasons, the Lord of all events. Nothing, not a single thing happens in this universe apart from the Lord's allowing it and his wise and careful sovereignty over it. And so we can rest in hope in those truths. Now, if you are not a Christian and you're listening to this, it falls to me to be the one to tell you that none of these good words of hope and comfort apply to you. In fact, the Bible says that you're at enmity with God. You're, you and God are enemies right now, so you don't get any of these benefits. Now, yes, God, the Bible says, sends rain on the just and the unjust, and in one sense, he cares for the, the unjust, and you know, gives the unjust jobs and so forth. Um, but ultimately... Uh, these words of comfort do not apply, except to say that the Bible says that, like I said, despite your being separated from God by your sin, the Lord gives you a job, food, laughter, every good thing in this life. But he does it, the Bible says, that you would repent and turn to him. In Romans 2.4, it says, Or do you despise the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads to repentance? See, every good thing God gives you should make you turn to him and repent. That's a lesson that Dr. Henry Krabendam taught me in explaining this verse. It's a beautiful day out, repent. You have gladness of heart, repent. You have a job, that's a good thing, repent. A new job, repent. A raise, repent. A loving spouse, children, family, friends, food, drink, repent, repent, repent. Repent, repent. These are the good things that should overwhelm us with a sense of, God, you are so good, and I am so unworthy. I am such a sinful person. So yes, there is hope. There is hope in the Word of God. There is hope in the Word of God because it points us to our God. And we can take comfort in Him. He is our refuge. Well, I hope that's encouraging to you today. If you would like a copy of today's show notes, just go to www.thykingdomcomma.com forward slash 11. Thykingdomcomma.com forward slash 11. By the way, before we go, can I ask you to do three things? 
One, would you pray and ask the Lord to use thy kingdom, comma, to glorify himself? I don't want this to be about me. I want this to be about the Lord and helping people to, to point people to the Lord. Two, would you consider sharing this podcast with a friend? And would you go out to Apple Podcasts and rate the show? Whatever honest rating you want to give us, I'd appreciate it. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. I pray that you find hope and encouragement in the Word of God as it points us to the Lord. Well, that wraps up our show for today. Be sure to join us next time as we dig deeper into God's Word and apply it to our lives. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please tell others. You can visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash thykingdomcomma or you can visit us on the web at thykingdomcomma.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and Jesus changed my life.